everyone, thanks for joining us today. I am Paul from Fitness Evolved and I'm here once again with Luke from Zen Anatomy Sports Therapy. Today we are going to talk to you about, or we're going to talk about, um, <clears throat> right, exercising from home and staying active from home. Why? Keeping active in lockdown, isn't it? Yeah. Why, why it's really important to keep active in lockdown and how you can go about doing it, particularly for people who, who don't have loads of equipment um, at home. Um, so to kick things off, Luke, what kinds of things have you been doing over the last couple of weeks? Um, so past couple of weeks since we spoke last, we've been in you know lockdown. Don't go out for medic, only go out for medical emergencies, groceries, mm -hmm. exercising once a day, and go to work if you can't work from home. So very much so, I've been you know doing indoor workouts, um, which wouldn't be my number one choice usually, but it's all we've got. So I've been doing indoor workouts um, and been doing quite a bit of running, enjoying getting back into running. Um, yeah, so running I've been doing anyway for quite a while. As you know, that's how we know each other. Yeah. But um, I don't know if it's a positive or a negative right now, where, the way I'm running. And I'll, I'll explain what I'm running about because this doesn't make much sense. So usually when I run or I train for an event, as you know, I do one event a year. Usually it's some yeah. kind of ultra kind of style uh, event six hours eight hours of running and i usually train myself up to the point where i can get to the start line and while i'm a sports therapist quite often i get injured very difficult to prepare yourself for six or eight hours of running yeah. um and this year has been going so well i haven't been in pain when i've been running for four or five months now so i'm really enjoying the running and i'm now torn between things so I'm getting emails through which are saying possibly your event's going to be cancelled this year, but we don't know if it is or not because because it's in July. So I'm now in a phase where I'm trying to enjoy the running a lot more, but also trying to keep in the back of my mind that I've got to do, it's got to be purposeful. It can't just be running for the sake of running. Um, so yeah, to be honest, I could do with a little bit of, bit of your thoughts on that one. Um, yes, I know exactly what you're saying because I've had a lot of the same emails. Um, I've had events cancelled this weekend. I was supposed to be doing 100k. Um, in Where was that? Aaron. Sorry? Where was that? That was Isle of Arran um, <clears throat> in Scotland. So I'm supposed to be there now. I, Well, whether I'm fit enough right now to go and do it, I don't know. But a few weeks ago, I was in a position where I would have been fit enough to go and do it now um, had I continued on the plan, which I pretty much continued with um, mentally and obviously not prepared for it, having had it cancelled. Um, had other events that had been cancelled for this year and pushed to next year, and I actually came to the point um, a few days ago, I had the option of... Um, most of the events I was doing this year were with one company and they gave me the option of just deferring the whole up to next year. And okay. I made the decision to do that. So now this year is pretty bare. I've got one event that was supposed to be in June is now in September. Um, that's 22 miles. That's 
something you know so it's a reasonable distance but it's something that i have no fears about being able to do i can go and run 22 miles um so now it's a case of how do you stay motivated to keep pushing through this lockdown period without having the same kind of structure in terms of goals so very similar to what you were just saying yeah that's, I, that's exactly where i'm at motivation yeah. and knowing where to apply the energy i think the the first thing i think right now because even if you have got things that you're training towards there's still that level of uncertainty you don't know 100 percent that it's going to go ahead it might be cancelled um so it's very hard to motivate yourself to keep training as hard as you would if you were 100% certain it's going to go ahead that is my target for this year um so i think now is where we've got to look at more internally motivated goals rather than externally motivated goals so external motivation is is things like your races um, internal motivation would be things you are doing for yourself things that you haven't got that external stimulus to apply um, you need to find a reason within yourself to go and keep doing it um, so it's because you want to do it rather than because you're going to get a medal you're going to get your pictures yeah exactly so so you've yeah exactly you've, you've got to now now kind of question was i doing this event to make me a better runner was i doing yeah. it for a facebook picture for a medal for a t-shirt whatever you know those kind of things and we're at a point now where the medal the t-shirt the facebook picture are perhaps unrealistic so not going to happen um so now i've got to say okay if we're using running as an example what can i do to make myself a better runner um so obviously running is going to help with that um, as we were saying before we came on air, there's all sorts of rumours at the moment that, um, perhaps more than rumours, but coming from the health secretary, that, um, it's not a video. Yeah, that exercise outside could be stopped altogether, um, which for most people is going to mean things like running, cycling, or off the agenda, unless you're going to run laps in the day. Yeah, yeah. off limits. So um, we've, we've been sorry to interrupt we've been talking one hour exercise that's yeah. reality one hour of exercise any more than that you are kind of pushing it um a day so i've told you i've been doing my indoor workouts but i've been doing my outdoor workouts too the reality is i, I enjoy running more than i do you know working out in my living room something like that but um yeah so i'm sure there's plenty of other people who are out there as well who are exactly under the same circumstances yeah what do you do do you just just apply logic is it as simple as that a point um i think particularly if if the outdoor it's, it's not outdoor is it? it's outside of your home so you've still if you've got a garden you've still got a garden not everyone has okay. got that some people we've seen across europe across the world there have been people running marathons and things in their garden um on their balconies yeah personally i think i'd rather go and lick the trolleys at tesco um but okay 
That's a bold statement. <laughs> Sweeping I, I statement. I um, I'd rather run a balcony. But, uh, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, if, if you are someone who you're not going to go and run around the garden, you haven't got a treadmill, you have got a treadmill and you don't want to go and run on a treadmill, what can you do instead? So obviously there, there are things you can do in your living room that can help you with running. So we've discussed before, single leg work, balance work is really, really important for running um, and very neglected by runners. Um, when you read a lot of the big running publications and they talk about things you can do at home to help improve your running, they don't normally talk planks and squats. And I don't know about really, you. Really limited, aren't they? Yeah. And, and I normally, I look at them and I think, well, planks and squats really don't have a lot of carryover to running. Squats are very knee dominant, quad dominant, whereas running is much more about your hips, your glutes, your hamstrings, um, which are getting worked in planks and squats, but not to the extent of other muscles. And planks are very static, whereas running, as that's the example we're using, is completely dynamic. There's, there's no static element to it. Um, so whilst planks and squats can help you with your running, they shouldn't form the bulk of your program. Um, I would look at more at things like a single leg deadlift, single leg Romanian deadlift, where your legs are a little bit straighter. It's very hip focused, very glute and hamstring focused. It's also a lot of posture in there, keeping your shoulders back and your chest high, making you tall. So that's got a lot of carryover to running. It's also something you can easily add a weight to it. It doesn't need to be a big, heavy bar. Um, you can use a kettlebell, you can use a dumbbell, you can use a band, you could use a bucket of water, um, you know, things that you've got lying around at home. Um, and you're bringing the, anything that's requiring balance um, has got a big core element to it as well. Um, again, if I were going to do planks, I'd want to make them more dynamic. Um, so, like so I think spine. by through arms above your head and single yeah. leg. And... Yeah, exactly. Um, and so you say, so like what you were talking about there, you could come into a plank and then you're reaching one arm overhead, bringing it back. Other arm overhead, bring it back. If you're particularly strong, if you're lifting your right arm overhead, you could also try and lift your left leg off the floor at the same time and keep okay. alternating in, in that fashion. Um, so you've only got two points of contact with the floor at any one point. Um, and that, again, that's going to have much more carryover to running because it's, it's got the balance side of it. It's a lot of stability through your hips and keeping things level. Um, they talk about when you're running, um, Thing, if you're wearing a cap, the horizon should stay steady on the edge of the cap, so your head shouldn't be bobbing up and down oh, yeah. like that the whole time. Um, so do you run with a cap now to try no, and keep your head steady? No, not often. Um, in the summer I might do, like when it's really hot and sunny, yeah. but not often. Um, but this is a good way of, of training it because you know if your head is going up and down, then your body is going up and down a lot, which means yeah. your 
using energy you don't need to be using when you're running you're trying to go forwards not up and down so if you're putting energy into going up and down then you're wasting energy that could be being put into going forwards yeah 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 i noticed um i went for a period of time where i was getting very tight calves and i was doing exactly that i was almost like it was almost as if the power was just springing you up and it was probably after about five months of not being able to run regularly so is what it is but then i knew i was running well when my hamstrings were starting to you know just a little bit achy after a run where i was almost like picking up the ground behind me so rather than just hopping as it were trying to like like you just said like having your head really straight so you know bopping up and down just using the hamstrings to propel yourself forward yeah um yeah, might, exactly. Keeping your hips forward, free. glutes engaged, and the hamstrings are creating the, the power. Um, Along with the glutes, yeah. Every, essentially, everything around the back was working rather than just going for a sequence of pops. Yeah, yeah, exactly that. Um, yeah. um, and as for, for like the training at home, maybe you just need to embrace something new um particularly if the the outdoor exercise does they do come in and say right no one's allowed to leave their homes for exercise anymore you've got to do it at home you've got to do it in your living room you need to find uh goals that aren't so focused on on running for example or cycling whatever it may be so i've been Um, doing this i've been doing this for also this week i've watched yoga dvds or on youtube i've tried um i've tried the current nation's PE teacher joe wicks i was involved in his spider-man workout which was a bit unusual but i I went along with it um i've tried i've actually tried a few classes not live on air but afterwards and um i've got a few clients who teach in fitness instruction i've gone along with those but what I'm enjoying about it is the different paces of exercise, different types of exercise, and actually getting my body moving in ways that I quite often neglect because they are not specific to the way I need to train. But one thing I would say is exercising like this is exercise. Yeah. I don't think it's training. Where yeah, I'm dropping I, I, I from one agree. to another, to another, to another. Yeah. I can't lie to myself and tell myself I'm training because all I'm doing is getting my weight up, using some muscles, flexing some joints, getting mobility, and that is it. Um, And I've resided and I've accepted the fact that this is probably what it's going to be, probably not weeks, possibly months. Um, And Yeah, that's the way I see it being for a while. That's a really important point that you just brought up is that right now most people need to be just exercising rather than training Um, because a lot of these events have been cancelled or are going to be cancelled we don't know when this will end when these things will start to appear on calendars again um, certainly with any degree of certainty Um, unless you are a professional athlete or you know a, a high level amateur athlete and you know that at some point 
your season is going to restart and you're going to be told, right, two weeks' time, you need to be ready yeah. for game day. Um, unless, unless you're in a position where that could happen, right now you just want to keep fit, keep moving, doing something to maintain your physical health, your mental health, uh, particularly, you know, you talk about being outside being a hugely beneficial thing for people's mental health. If that's taken away, you need to find a way to substitute it. Um, now, it's very hard to substitute being outside, but just exercising and keeping yourself moving um, is very beneficial for mental health as well. And that will be very, very important to keep doing and to maintain. Um, and I think just like we're saying just putting your goals to one side for now and just focusing on staying active staying sane is probably what what most people need to be doing right now yeah you, you just said um you can't replicate anything training out like training outdoors i mean it's the boldest it's the most simple of statements really isn't it and you can't but what you can do is take the elements that you enjoy about yeah. working outside and just the, if you break down those elements and then apply those so it might well be that you enjoy listening to music in your classes you've got music playing out loud right mm -hmm. yeah it could be the movements alone that you enjoy they might get the same level of enjoyment doing your class outdoors compared to doing it indoors yeah we're breaking down the movements breaking down the type of exercise do you like feeling muscles burn do you feel like feel get eyes up do you enjoy getting sweaty do you enjoy working to the point where you're actually able to relax whatever those elements are just apply them in a space that you can crack on um i've been listening to more music indoors when i'm training by myself whereas normally if i was training in the gym or something like that i wouldn't listen to music so I, I know for a fact that if I was to train without any ex, without any music in the background at home, it's probably not going to get done. It's not going to it's not going to be enjoyable exercise. So I'm just adding and tweaking a few different elements to make it work for me. Yeah, uh, I yeah, think I think that's important. Um, and like I keep saying, it's reassessing goals. Um, you know, if you had a very let's not look at running anymore we look at something else say say your focus was more strength training um you were trying to get to a point where you could do a double body weight bench press or a yeah. body weight bench press you don't have those kind of weights at home so what can you do to replicate that well a press up is still a horizontal press so how can you modify if you if you know if you you're close to having a a double bodyweight bench press in the bag then chances are you, you're pretty good at press-ups um how can you yeah, modify those press-ups to make them harder <laughs> can you do um one arm press-ups without your hips twisting all over the place have you got the core strength yeah. to keep things square yes okay fine can you do a one arm one leg press-up so you've got your right hand if it's your right hand on the floor and your left foot on the floor and then your your left hand right foot are off the floor can you still maintain that stability and come down to the floor and press back up again and chances are the answer is no so okay 
there's something for you to work on while you can't get into the gym. It could be handstand press-ups. You've got a way of lifting your, you've got a wall, you can kick up into a handstand, maintain it. Can you come down to your, you've got a little mat or something on the floor, a cushion on the floor, so your head touches the cushion and you press back up. Okay, can you then do it with your hands raised off the floor? Maybe you've got um, a couple of dirty boxes or something from in the garage you can put on the floor, have your hands on, so that you can you can get that extra range. Can you still do those handstand press-ups? Can you do just, it? Sorry, it's not even just adding the extra weight though, is it? You yeah. just said it yourself, slow the movement down, yeah. take a limb away, slow it down, speed it up if you need to, just... There's so many different ways you can tweak these different exercises. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. like how you highlighted the additional strain you'll feel on your core. Yeah. On your, on your torso by doing that as opposed to just pressing double your body weight. And the carryover then, if you get to a point where you can do a one arm, one leg press up, when you go back into the gym, you will probably suddenly find, oh, I can bench press more than I could do before. Um, because you'll be so much better at generating power through the rest of your body and transferring that into that press. Um, so there's a lot you can actually do right now that you can, you can always use it as an opportunity to work on other areas that will then transfer over to make you better at what you were trying to do, um, trying to do before. Um, and what about the likes of training legs in the same way? How could people make a squat more difficult for themselves? See, for, as far as home training goes, I think single leg is the way to go most of the time. Um, you mentioned tempo. Okay, you can do air squats all day. How many of them can you do when it's 10 seconds down, 10 seconds up? Um, that's going to make spots and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. Um, if you don't have loads of weights, maybe you've got bands you can add to it. Um, or just focus on being able to get right down into a deep squat and just sit comfortably in that deep squat position. Focus on working at improving your squat mechanics rather than just adding weight to poor squat mechanics. Um, single leg work at home. We mentioned single leg deadlifts. You could do single leg squats, you've got lunges, you know, walking lunges without weight. It's still not going to take long before they start to take a toll. Um, again, um, play with the tempo to make them harder or easier. Um, find something you can use as weight. It'll be something you're you'll have at home that you can use, um, buckets of water. <laughs> Even deeper ranges as well. So get yeah. if you've got any steps, if you've got a elevated kind of surface, lunge yeah. down to the deepest point where your knee isn't in this position, but it's literally down there. You're in the deepest yeah. point and then try and generate the power from your glutes here to actually get yourself up. How many yeah. of those can you do compared to a normal bodyweight lunge? Yeah, so yeah, going down to a decline or stepping up to a an incline. Um, All these single leg exercises and, and so on, obviously that's harder straight away than a bilateral, so using both sides of your body. 
yeah, using these end ranges where most yeah. people are weak, aren't they? Squats, yeah. bottom range, usually weak. So yeah, really focus on that very bottom position, even if it's holds. So getting in yourself in the deepest of squats at the very bottom. How long can you hold your arms above your head? Above your head, not in front of your head, mm. but above, and actually yeah. maintain a strong connection. Yeah. That's, what is it? That's the weakest point, surely, in a squat. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, over, yeah. Overhead's a, a great one with squats because so few people can comfortably hold a deep overhead squat position. I know I really struggle with it. Um, if you can get to a point where you can stand kind of facing a wall, squat down all the way to the floor, um, so your knees are just about touching the wall and have your arms overhead without just coming forwards and banging into the oh, wall, yeah, sort of then uh, go down into it. Yeah, because that's the thing everyone does when they, when they do an overhead squat, come here and as a squat, you come forwards like that rather than being back like that. So work on correcting that. And there's a lot of body weight exercises you can do to help you with that. Um, so, like prone movements where you're you're lying face down to the floor, keep your, your nose in contact with the floor, thumb, thumbs up, pull your shoulders back, and just focus on that scapular retraction and working your lower traps. Do that at different angles. Um, yeah, that's the kind of stuff you do with clients all day, I imagine. Um, yeah, it is. That that's overhead squat is a very common screening tool. Where they've got ankle restrictions, hip restrictions, knee, well, usually they're presented in pain. But as I've told you before, I find that when you improve the efficiency or um, movement of a joint, quite often the pain will reduce. So by improving efficiency, function of a joint, usually you get a reduction in pain. So when people present with, um, usually I use it for hips and down. So if somebody comes in with something like that. I know I'll get knee pain when I drive, I get knee pain when I kick a ball. Even so, I get them to do that as part of another series of movements in a screening tool. And you're right, so many people get to the deepest of squats when it's like, upper body just caves forward. Mm. Um, and it's, you've mentioned the shoulders already, being able to pull the scapula back. But a lot of people, it's a thoracic spine, so the upper part of their spine, they just cannot extend it under tension. It might be able to sit up in a chair and sort of pull shoulders back. But as soon as they're in that deepest of squat positions, it's, it's putting so much emphasis on that area. They just simply cannot pull that, pull that upper back up. Yeah, so, and, um, and, and that's weightless. That's, that's body weight yeah. only. Yeah, and that's something I see a lot with um, squats. You see it in the gym, you see it with clients. People collapse forward as they go into a deep squat. And a common uh, tool people will use to correct that um, is to raise their heels up onto something. You, know, you look yeah. at weightlifting shoes, they, they have a bit of a, a wedge under the heel. Um, yeah. You won't find any weightlifter who has any mobility issues in a squat or an overhead squat because they can't. They can't be a weightlifter and have that. And what that, that raised heel is there for is for the ankles. If, you're, if the thing restricting you in a squat is your shoulders, your T-spine, your hips, then that wedge isn't going to help you. You're still going to come forwards as you go down into the squat. You may feel like you can get lower into it because the raised heels is just 
moving your center of gravity slightly yeah. so you can get down lower but you're still leaning really far forwards and if you put a big weight there um you know if, with a back squat you could kind of get away with it if you've got a strong yeah um if you've got a strong uh lumbar spine and, and strong glutes then you can kind of push it almost good morning your way out of it and still stand up from it if you're doing a front squat or an overhead squat as soon as you come too far forwards you're just dropping that load you can't can't maintain it and that's why i do a lot more um or one reason i do a lot more front-loaded squats with people than back-loaded squats or get a kettlebell uh -huh. do goblet squats or double frank uh, double front rack squats with kettlebells or a single front um front-loaded rack squat with kettlebells rather than getting a sandbag or something and sticking it on the back because you can't cheat your way out of it in the same way if you get to a point where you're leaning forwards if you're over here and you're uh, you're leaning forwards down here there's only so much load your biceps can take before you you just drop that weight on the floor um, yeah and, and your back's not gonna like it either is it no yeah, it's interesting you do that because I prefer prescribing front-loaded squats and there's a lot of different ways you can do it, like you just said. It doesn't have to be, you know, in the perfect position with elbows yeah. forward. I, I don't know if you've done it, but um, using wrist straps, tying it around the bar yeah. Yeah, and then and having a tether. Out. Having yeah. a tether, yeah, because not, unless you're uh, weightlifting. Yeah, it takes a lot to, to get up there. Yeah, months um, of mobility work. So if you yeah. can't do that, but most people can do this, all we're doing is holding on to that strap, yeah. touch down. And actually for most people, um, being able to have the perfect kind of barbell front squat loading position isn't that important. And if the thing that's restricting them is mobility through this kind of triceps and lats, there are bigger issues. Um, you might disagree with me here, but I would say things like thoracic spine, lumbar spine, weak core, weak glutes is a bigger issue than uh, a mobility issue that stops you getting into um, the perfect front loaded rack position with a bar um, yeah I mean I don't really disagree with that obviously per person they're going to have different weaknesses but yeah having the elbows up having your arms here is important but having your elbows needing to fold so far over to get into that position unless it's specific to the demands of something that you need to do then yeah there's bigger issues to focus on but if you can get the same load on that bar or whatever it is you're using and you're still able to maintain that position yeah crack up that's a good position if it means that you've got to hold something here or hold your hands over the bar crack on as long as your back is like that you're getting all the muscles in the, in the back from yeah. here engaging then yeah there's other ways there's other, there's other ways of getting the same benefit mm. yeah so i think before we go right off track and start talking about loads of gym movements um kind of <laughs> exercises you could do to kind of strengthen that posterior chain at home kettlebell swings would be right at the top of my list if you have kettlebells um if you don't there are ways you can improvise a bit big bottle of water <laughs> yeah um, you know, you could swing a dumbbell through your legs, something like that. Um, but if you haven't done kettlebell swings before, don't suddenly start trying to learn, trying to self-teach them at home because they are an exercise where if you do them wrong, you'll get hurt. Um, 
but then like we were talking about lying prone lying on your front and lifting the arms up you could also do like superman holds where you lift the arms and legs up um, just a back extension same kind of thing where you're just lifting your back up you could do various glute bridging exercises be it um, like a single leg bridge frog pump where you've got your feet together like that and you're lifting your hips up you can add load to them if you want um, or if you feel you need it um, loads of stuff um, just work on work on those weaknesses yeah I, just to add to those exercises you mentioned I really like a skydiver well I call it skydiver so you're laying on your front and you're bringing your shoulders back from yeah. that position just to try and strengthen the lats as well a little bit and um side planks i'd say are another one as well um just yeah working so on that i see with um, back back pain anyway i've got a weak uh, lateral chain really very weak through the through the size obliques qr glute medius yeah and that's what i was going to say was glute med and um kind of hip external rotation hip abduction is really weak in a lot of people and that's something if you can strengthen that then that's going to have so much carry over into squatting for example and so many other big lifts that you would do in do in a gym or exercises you do once you're allowed outside again having good strong hip movement will make such a big big difference um to so many people um, and I'm in the camp where a side plank is a hundred times better than a plank um, for most people doing a 10 second or 20, 10 20 second side plank as opposed to a 50 60 second plank every single time for me yeah so I read a study the other day which said they found a reduction in people with lower back pain you could hold up side plank for more than 85 seconds no, hold a side plank for 85 seconds the chances of having lower back pain are significantly reduced but really low I know Stuart McGill um, who is uh, one of if not the world leader when it comes to lower backs is a huge fan of um, side planks in his big three exercises were side planks bird dogs and uh i can't remember the other one find out find yeah. out next time. yeah well yeah yeah my mind's doing a blank but he has three big exercises for helping lower back pain and and uh side plank is is there um so it's, it's very very worthwhile doing um and Stuart McGill's a guy, I guarantee anyone, you don't know anyone who knows more about the lower back than Stuart McGill does. Worth listening to. Cool. Um, do you want to wrap it up there? Yeah, the wind was blowing big time there. Yeah, yeah. I could, um, well, that might be messing a bit with the audio and picking up a bit. That's what happens Hurricane when you do these things in your garden. <laughs> Um, cool. Well, thank you everyone for tuning in today. Um, if you have any questions, leave them in the comments or give either of us, uh, send either of us a DM. I'm, uh, you can find me on all the socials at, at Paul Rose PT. That's on 
all the major ones and Luke. Um, yep, um, I'm Zen, Zen underscore anatomy on Instagram and Zen anatomy sports therapy and all the other channels. But yeah, feel free to send in questions. We want to talk about relevant things. So if you've got a pressing question that right now you're not able to get to, perhaps you're maybe you've already got a personal trainer, maybe you've already got a sports therapist and you're not able to get in touch with them, they've sort of disappeared off the face of the earth. As I know a lot of people have, they literally just, I don't know why they're doing it. I don't know why they're doing it. But uh, anyway, if you want to get in touch and you want to ask these questions, more than happy to help. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, send us a message uh, with any questions. And if you've got something you think, do you know what? I'd like to know about this in a bit more detail. Don't worry, I'm more than open to um, ideas for topics we can discuss in future. We can go in detail, can't we? We're not, we're not just going to, obviously today yeah. we've sort of gone over a few topics. Yeah. I mean, I, I'd like to go in some in real detail. Yeah. Um, and we, we're talking about getting some guests and stuff on as well. So um, we'll, we'll have a chat about that and see hopefully we can um, help people to kind of learn a bit in this lockdown period and come out of it with a bit more direction and more tools to be more successful. Yeah. Yeah. More direction and and the tools to be more successful in their, their training and their kind of body maintenance as well. General Um, health. Yeah. Want people to be a lot more educated. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. So, Zay, thank you very much for listening. Any questions, get in touch. Um, otherwise, we will see you next time. Thanks very much. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Bye.